Hey, you are listening to Cards and Cubes. This is our bonus episode number one. Uh, what's a bonus episode? Well, pretty much whatever we want it to be, honestly. We are going to do bonus episodes kind of infrequently, and sometimes they'll replace a regularly scheduled episode like today's, or sometimes they'll be extra. Um, in today's bonus episode, we are doing our top 10 games of 2019. Um, how did you guys feel 2019 as far as board games go in general? You guys think it was a good year, a bad year? Bad, but not terrible. When I was looking through my own VGG ratings, it is the worst year since 2010. I only have two or three games in my top 50, whereas most years average like five, you know. Um, it all depends on what Mary Kaibo does, right? That's the Alexander Fister game that I haven't played yet. So if that ends up being good, 2019's a good year. If it ends up being terrible, 2019's a terrible year. Replacing <laughs> one game. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think 2019 was a pretty decent year. I thought I liked a lot of the games that came out in 2019. I don't think it was bad. I feel like I liked three games. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> No, there, there's more. I mean, I like all of the games on my top ten. I just, uh, I don't, you, I don't sh- love a lot of my top ten. The shape is, yeah, there's three and then just a whole bunch of pretty okay games. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, you're right. I feel like, I feel like ten and nine, like, have a big difference. I feel like eight and seven have a big difference. Like, I feel like the order of my list is, like, decently accurate as far as, like, how I feel about them. I actually feel like the year was kind of slower to go with Matt's impressions. I think, I don't know, maybe, I, I wonder if it's just me though, sometimes. Like, I'm like not as excited about like silly new games that are coming out. I think there's a lot of like silly games that came out this year, like not very deep games, not very big mm-hmm. games, a lot of like smaller games. That's yeah. what it felt like the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few kind of larger games came out, but most of them have been kind of like, yeah, this is fine, but I don't know if this is like a super top tier game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt That's about true. 2019. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to get jaded after a while, right? Because yeah. you get excited for games and they come out and you go, oh, mm-hmm. that's too bad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's but why. That, I, also, that's why I wonder if it's if it's me just being jaded maybe more than other years. I do have some kind of non-serious-ish mm-hmm. simpler games. Yeah, I feel like it was if if I only played like those types of games, it would have been a great year. I think a yeah. lot of like silly short filler type style games a lot of good ones have come out yeah. mm-hmm. this year. But yeah, as far as the bigger Euro games, I yeah, I don't know. I feel like the industry was rising and rising as far in terms of like games that I like and then I blame Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven made it so that like 25% of all games are trying to be the next Gloomhaven and it kind of stopped the meteor from rising. If Gloomhaven never happened, I bet there'd be two more good games this year. (laughs) That's an interesting theory. I could see that. So you think they're leaning, like the industry shifted to more like thematic games? Yes. And like adventure. I kind of agree. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's less like abstract or like drier euros now because right. they're not fashionable. Everyone's trying to like make a Zul in Gloomhaven or something. Yeah, like and it's yeah. not like yeah, like I didn't feel like we had a lot of like uh, historically rich euro games this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
No. None? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, look at my list. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that kind of style of gameplay has kind of fallen out of fashion. Maybe, yeah. But that's I only like have one game that takes place in the Mediterranean. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not in Egypt? Just kidding. Uh, maybe. Uh, spoilers. Um, also, something we should say about our lists is that we live in the States, mm-hmm. so sometimes games come out later for us. Maybe they yeah. released last year, but we didn't see them until this year. So if you're like going to like fact check us on BGG, don't worry, we don't care. Because <laughs> it's um, released retail in the States in 2019. They're not games new to us. These are all mm-hmm. games that, that released here in the States in 2019. Also, we're not... We're not big board game reviewers, so we don't get review copies of games. So all the games we played had to come out of somebody's pocket. Yeah. So I don't feel like I played a ton. Uh, I do have some numbers I could list for fun because I have uh, BG stats. I log my plays. So in 2019, I sat down and played a game 592 times. (laughs) I played 266 different games. 173 of them were new to me. 54 of them were in 2019. What do you guys think the most played game for me, my log, in 2019 was? Just one, and it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think just one was 24 plays. The next one down, I don't remember what it was, was 18. How about the first serious, or the most serial-played serious game or something? I'd guess like Grand Austria Hotel or Lorenzo or some. Probably Grand Austria, actually. You played that a bunch of times. I do probably. play that a lot. Like I probably a game you like played it and more. made you play like five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, serious. Like I don't know. I guess the wingspan. Definition. Yeah, yeah. The Ten def- times. Yeah, yeah. The definition is kind of floaty because like wingspan. Yeah, wingspan is serious yeah. enough. Yeah, I'd say wing. That's pretty legit. Yeah, I played it a lot solo. though, was the thing. I was playing oh. that a ton solo. Same with Australia. Cheating. I was playing that solo a bunch. <laughs> so the next one after that would probably be. Yeah, something that we reviewed, like Imaginarium. Now we're getting all into like fives. Like now I'm like every serious game was played like five times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. makes sense. My shape is so much different than you. You played a new to you game sooner than every two days. Like (laughs) every one and a half days you played a new to you game. You played 173 new games this year? According to BG Stats. Which I've no, been, I mean, I believe it. But I've been, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really good at logging my my plays. I play, I log every single one of my plays. However, I've only been logging for three years. So mm-hmm. if I played it three years ago, it's new to me, according okay. to according to that BG stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But three years ago, I was playing much different games. Mm-hmm. That's when I started leaning heavy on the Euro game, so I don't know. Maybe I played like 150. Um, Also, these bonus episodes, I should tell you, are going to be unedited, so if you hear a lot of chatter and you're like, when are they going to cut? We're not. (laughs) (laughs) We just decided that uh, these bonus episodes for fun are going to be like raw, uncut, here we are. Uh Take it. (laughs) That sounds really bad. Maybe we should edit (laughs) it. Okay. Family um, show, Brandon. I <laughs> I didn't I didn't personally put any um, reprints or second editions on my list. Oh, that's that's not a, like a, a caveat for anybody else. I just chose not to. Neither um, did I. <laughs> which I might have put. I might have put one. 
on there. So the way I did my list, though, we actually were talking about that. There's some like kind of differences with how we did our list. Brandon did his list by like re- when it hit the store in 2019, which was kind of very different from me because what I did was I just advanced search BGG 2019 and just looked down the list. Like so, uh, Risto is like, the most accurate. <laughs> I'm yeah. the super accurate, and yeah, to Brandon's point, like all these games I actually haven't played, and unfortunately they're sitting at home, which is really sad. Um, uh, a lot of the games have not just made it because they've been released at Spiel or something or like mm-hmm. yesterday or something and uh, I would guess actually if I was redoing this list six months in the future it might actually look different. Which we should remember. Yeah. Let's mention this in June. See yeah. if there's any newcomers. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's definitely going to change because like a lot of Spiel stuff was actually really significant like uh, Mark Ibo and like yeah. uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's a wonderful world which I have at home like Mechanica maybe and some just other stuff. Yeah. So maybe at the end point. of every year if we haven't included the Spiel stuff we'd be saying oh this was an underwhelming year. Maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. We're yeah. like it started strong for some reason and then yeah. got bad. I think yeah. And also, if I was listing games new to me that were recently released, like at the beginning of 2019, I feel like I was playing a lot of 2018 stuff right. from Spiel, so that's kind yeah. of awkward. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I made the list according to BG 2019, but with major stars <laughs> because of that. I used the BGG 2019 list as well. So did I. So Brandon's the only cheater. And the other thing with my list is I've had to remake it a bunch of times because I've lost it. I've forgotten it. I've had to remake it. Um, and I think every time it's ended up different. <laughs> like my top one, two, and three games have stayed pretty consistent. But after that, it gets really fuzzy. I have a really hard time picking like top games. I, I did that without losing my list. I kept rearranging them and like really thinking, like I got to be honest with myself, I don't like this game as much. Yeah. Or maybe I just wanted to. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. me, actually, it was helpful to kind of like, like you go from like one and then two, would I rather play this game yeah. right now as opposed to one? Would yeah. I rather play this yeah. game right now as opposed yeah. to I ended that's, doing one? Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. So like, I just like wrote the first one on the middle of the page and yeah. Um, yeah, and I think part of the problem is, like, it depends on who I'm playing with and what is going on and what I've played previously, whether I'm going to actually want to play any of these games, you know? There's a game on my list that's actually kind of high on the list that I'm planning on never playing again. Ha! I think I know what it is, actually. Just kidding. No, I don't know what it is. Anyway. When we get there, let me see if you know what that word is. Uh, I'd be surprised if I, you... Yeah, I yeah. actually don't... Maybe I don't know what it is. Planning on never playing it again, but it's high, kind of high on the Highly list for rated. that. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, should we get into it? Yeah. That's actually really weird. Oh, it is. Weird. I, I get it now. I get um, it. I was thinking who's starting? Else. Me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number ten was a surprise to me. Was I was going through and making my list, um, and it is a reprint. It is uh, the new reprint of Dune. Oh, that's surprising to me. I didn't know you. That is surprising to me, too. Yeah, I was kind of shocked that I enjoyed that game as much as I did. You know, the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The more I actually like it. Yeah. Um, I think we need to play the advanced variant. Yeah, I definitely want to play the advanced variant. And I need to learn how to play the faction I was playing because it was, like, bad. But, no, I, I get that, actually. It was an experience. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was an experience. I enjoyed it. It was neat. And you're counting it as 2019 and not 1973? Yeah. Just because they tweaked it enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, my number 10 is Detective L.A. Crimes. Um, I thought it was a really cool innovation in board gaming. I think you mean Detective City of Angels. Yes, I think what did that's I say? what you mean as well. Detective City L.A. Crimes. Crimes. Or L.A. LA Crimes. Crimes. That's a, so there's Detective... L.A. Crimes is an expansion for Detective. Did you play Detective City of Angels? Yeah, I'm talking about the one that Curtis has. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that That's is, that is City of Angels. Angels. Okay, well, yes. There's I thought that like game was new and innovative. There's actually three detectives, I think. There's Ignacy's detective, there's that detective, and I think there's a third detective, isn't there? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Murder in Hong Kong? No, that's Deception. Anyway, keep going. Sorry, Sorry for all the word dyslexia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of detectives, actually. Detectives, for some reason, people like detective, I don't know, stuff. Yeah, there's not a game like that that I like nearly as much as it. Consulting Detective. Sherlock Holmes Consulting yeah, Detective? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this detective beats all of those detectives out of the water. It's not really my favorite genre, but since it's the number one best ever of its genre, I wanted to include it on my list. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was definitely flat out fun. Like, how much fun is it? Definitely was a top ten game. My number ten is kind of a sequel. It's a roll and write. It's uh, Do Let So Clever. Uh, this game is just, like, easy to break out. If everybody knows the game, you could get it done in about 20, 40 minutes. It's a game that me and my wife were playing, um, just, like, two of us. It's a really easy mm-hmm. two-player game. And, like, solo, too. It's a really easy solo game to play, too. And, yeah. One of the best aspects of why it's good two players, you can actually literally play it in bed. You can just like put it in the bed between you and roll into the box and be watching TV. It's the go-to, like, we're feeling super lazy game. Okay. <laughs> oh, and it's like, it comes with markers, so yeah. you don't have to have a hard writing surface. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to try playing it in bed by myself, <laughs> probably. Or twice as clever, by the way. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how they how those games got, like, the maybe because they were released in Germany and they were really popular, so people are like, you just know the German names, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. like, for some reason, they got they, they never got translated to, like, English, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, it's weird. I think on the box, they are actually in English. It says yes. Doplet Song Clever and then in... T- twice as um, and then in yeah. parentheses, in parentheses it says twice as clever. It's just yeah. very unusual because usually games get translated, but those didn't get translated. So. I think I like <laughs> the name better in German too yeah. than in English. Like that's so clever and twice as clever sounds so stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they be- sound that's because pretentious. The games are stupid. I'm just kidding. Um, well, kind of. All right, uh, my 10 is Ishtar Gardens of Babylon. I've previously talked about it. We're not going to go into like gameplay. So you, if you are curious about what these games are, we've talked about some of them previously. You can probably search for them. I've tried to annotate stuff uh, online. But Ishtar is a pretty cool game of like area. You're building up areas. And I think that's pretty unique and it doesn't come out frequently and it just has to be on my top 10. There were some contenders for top 10, the, the, the 10 spot to Matt's point. But um, I like the uniqueness of those types of games where you build up an area and it's like area majority type stuff. And uh, the reason it's not higher is uh, I think it's kind of light and I'm not sure how much playability there is in it. Um, there's some different things you can try for, different strategies you can pull, but it's kind of a little bit of a samey game maybe. And I didn't play it that much, so um, maybe I need to play it more. 
Uh, you own and it? actually get it. Yeah, no, that's the other thing is I don't have it because there's a store which has it as demo. So I kind of don't want to buy it because I can just play it there. So it's kind of yeah. awkward. But yeah, maybe I should get it so we can play it here. But if the store burns down. But yeah, uh, yeah, well, then maybe I buy it. But um, Ishtar, <laughs> Gardens of Babylon. Um, I can't remember the designer. It's like Ryan Knizia, isn't it? Or no, I don't know. Not Knizia. Brunkatala. Katala, yeah. But anyway, pretty pretty fun. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Is it Katala? Yeah. yeah. I like my limited time with it. So, um, yeah, that's my 10. My number nine is Tapestry. Um, I know that it kind of didn't get the best reviews on our show, which is probably why it's number nine on my list. Um, I mean, it's still a fun game. I'll pull it out and play it. It doesn't take a lot of brain power, but, you know. <laughs> When you're when you're in the mood for one of those games, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I thought about not putting it on my list, and then I didn't. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to say about it. it. You know, I mean, we covered it pretty thoroughly. You make your top twenty, right? Show. I, I, I scrolled right past it. <laughs> uh, I liked it more than anybody else here, apparently. Yeah, but I would I would play it again. I don't have anything against it. Yeah. I have a slight thing against it. It was definitely in my top 10 looking forward to games of 2019. And then it yeah. didn't make the cut. It got Ooh. a lot of hype. It we did get a maybe ton do of that hype. Too, top 10 looking forward to, and then compare them at the end of the year and be yeah. like, oh, we don't know what we like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think I wouldn't have seen this coming yeah. anyway. A lot yeah. of the stuff you don't know, though, like in the future, like what's going to come out next spiel, that's like a lot of a long time in the future. So I don't know, like if you can make it now, you know. A list of the entire year. Yeah, I say I'm, in June we look back at these lists and maybe we'll have more info in about June, July. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my number nine is Tiny Towns. A great little game. Some people got really sick of it and will never play it again. So maybe I'll never play it again. But I didn't get sick of it. There's a lot of just different variable setups. The buildings do different things every time. It's a quick, good after work game with enough depth. I really like. Uh, making player boards and like making it be all like puzzly yeah Yeah. no i like that game a lot and i like just forgot about it completely (laughs) um and there's an expansion coming out for it so (laughs) yeah 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 uh my number nine speaking of bad reviews is taverns of teeth and thal um i liked that Christo hated this game so much um no i i thought this game was like fun and i like the theme and i I like the weird innovations to it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, number nine, Taverns of Teeth and Thaw. All right, number nine, uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom. I'm actually amazed that I put a Sham Phillips game on my list because I haven't liked them that much historically. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like this one is good enough um, to be played. For now, I've played it multiple times. I think there's finally enough interesting things going on and not not that much like direct in your face take that that makes you kind of not want to play the game ever. There is some take that, but it's a little bit toned down. There's more clever stuff going on. There's different paths you can explore, I feel, in the game. there's It's not very like one-dimensional. So it, I had a lot of fun with it. So... Paladins of the West Kingdom. Do you think his games are progressively getting better? Yes, I think definitely. The the like every new release brings something like better with it. 
Uh-huh. Uh, maybe more complex as well, because it's probably the most complex of his games, actually. is uh, Paladins is his, one of his most complex games. So maybe the complexity makes it better, but not necessarily. I mean, I've played complex games that are not that good. But uh, there's just more things to explore, which is what I like about this game as opposed to his earlier games. His earlier games feel very like linear. This one is still kind of linear, but uh, there's uh, the branching stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do think they're getting better, for sure. I'm Um, looking forward to future stuff from him, actually. Yeah, Paladins is one of the ones that didn't make my list just because I didn't get a chance to play it this year. I would like to play it. Um, But anyway, my number eight is the uh, Snowdonia, the mass... What is it called? Deluxe Master Set. Deluxe Master Set. Um, When I first played it, I really thought it was kind of just like your general, you know... Euro gamey, not even a route builder. You can't even call it a route builder. It's like super really basic just, worker yeah. placements. Yeah. That's what but I felt like. But the more like. I thought about it, like, I think it's a really neat idea. And then the, all the different things that you can add on to it, all of the different modules. Um, and I think, like, thinking about taverns that has all the different modules, but you have to add them all in. You like, have, if you're yeah, playing you module to. five. In Snowdonia, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to play with. Yeah, which is, I think, better as far as uh-huh. modules go. It's pick and choose. You know, that would have made my list if I included... I just decided not to include reprints, but yeah. that would have made it, because I had a lot of fun with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ditto. It maybe gets my award for best components of the year, because I really liked the goat meeples and the yeti meeples in it. Oh, man, <laughs> giving meeples over plastic any day, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Box. cool meeples, to me, are... are like so much more exciting than like cool miniatures. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, yeah, the box is freaking huge because of it. But yeah, yeah, it's the box a cube. is gigantic. It's like a cube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number eight is Ragusa. This gets my award for oldest game of the year. Um, this game could have been designed in 2006. It really feels like it, you know. This is my trading in the Mediterranean theme. Oldest game of the year. A lot of perfect information, um, and then. The only source of non-perfect information is some kind of random lucky card draws at the bottom. But it's still a fun game. If it came out in 2006, it would be, like, groundbreaking. This game isn't innovative, but it's fun. <laughs> is it the same designer of Kalimara? Kalimala. Yeah, yes. seems yes. like it. Yeah, it, no, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it, like it is. Because okay. <laughs> I actually had concerns that Ragusa would, I would, I would not enjoy it because it's the same designer. Because I saw the designer and I played the, Kalimala previously. Follow-on yeah, yeah, uh, but this actually, I actually would say Ragusa is an honorable mention for me. It's pretty, pretty cool. Actually, yeah, the cards are significant though. The lucky flips at the bottom yeah. can actually be pretty significant <laughs> for the so game, 2006. which is kind of <laughs> trolly. So it, actually, that's maybe why I didn't put it down because like it's a little like on the light side. I feel like even though there's a lot of game going on, actually, there's there's it's, a lot of uh, game going on. I haven't played it. And it's not on my games that could have made it list, but now it is. It, you should definitely play it. Because I forgot about it. It's worth yeah. playing for sure. It's a, really, it's a really cool game. My number eight is the only trick-taking game that I played that came out in 2019. I don't know how many trick-taking games came out in 2019, but this was the only one that I played. Um, Time Chase. Mm. Uh, I thought that it was going to be just a gimmick. And maybe it still is, but the gimmick works. And I just like trick-taking games a lot, and I feel like they've come out with so many that it's really hard to get innovative on them. So, like, I I really appreciated that they were able to add something new to trick-taking games. 
And that's Time Chase. I like Time Chase, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I had fun with it. Uh, some it. some people just kind of don't, but I think it's like a really cool twist on trick-taking. Trick uh, my number eight game is uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel. That's eight, right? I didn't put numbers on my list. I probably should. Um, the Scarlet Pimpernel technically was released in 2019, which actually feels like it was released like earlier than 2019 for some reason. Maybe I've played a prototype or something because the guy who designed it is actually from Utah and actually I've played games with him like a lot at like SaltCon and stuff. So Brian Kelly. Um, so, uh, yeah. I just feel like I played this game like last year for some reason, but I played it again at Solcom this year. Uh, to Matt's point, uh, it's the maybe the best old game of 2019 <laughs> because it feels very kind of old school in a way. I don't know how to describe it, but it's kind of very kind of procedural and kind of a little bit clunky in a charming way. You kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, it, kind of doesn't feel like a lot of other games either um it's it's kind of very slow kind of put cubes on the board it's almost like hansa teutonica or something is what i compare it to but i just had a lot of fun with it actually probably i'm going to get it so we can like play it in the future because i think it's a pretty cool game to to play i've been waiting for kind of like a price drop it's pretty pricey game i feel like it should be almost like a small box game but it's like super overproduced because it's um, Eagle Griffin. Mm-hmm. So it has like mm-hmm. a, almost like a Lisboa size box for like a <laughs> game that's kind of like pretty like l- lighter than that, I think, in a way. I do like their productions though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The board is kind of really strange. It has like psychedelic colors, like really car- colorful. Uh, <laughs> but, and I'm not, I actually didn't think I was going to like it because of the theme, but I had a lot of fun with it. It feels like very kind of classic in a way. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's my number eight, Scarlet. None of us have played it besides Risto, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. My <laughs> number seven is Taverns of Tiefenthal. Um, I really enjoy Wolfgang Warsh's games. Um, I think this is just kind of a fun little way to spend an hour or so, depending on who you're playing with. And um, Yeah, I mean, it's just a fun, neat little game. It's very lucky. It's very card-driven. Um, if you're going in wanting a perfect information game, you're not going to get it, but I enjoyed it. You know, I like Wolfgang Borsch, too. I've been just kind of, I have every game that he released in the States so far, and I think I'm going to plan on doing that. I like his little tweaks to games that are familiar, mm-hmm. and Wavelength looks pretty weird and interesting. We actually played it last week. Yeah, it was weird and interesting. interesting. Nice. You guys played it without me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'm planning on getting that, and uh, I like him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven is QE. It's an auction game, and it's kind of little. All it comes with is just some cards that are just generic scoring. That's not innovative. The innovative idea is that you have un- infinity money, and whoever spends the most money is eliminated, and then you know whoever has the most points. Yeah, thematically, you could just print money, right? Like yes. You're the... mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what QE stands for, quantitative easing. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite auction games ever. It's just a really simple gimmick, but it really worked for me. Um, yeah, I was thinking about putting that on the list because it was 
It was definitely interesting. I need to play it more because I feel like it gets out of hand pretty quickly. <laughs> like it, it, it goes into the millions pretty fast. <clears throat> <laughs> and somebody <laughs> new playing like might be betting like one hundred and two dollars, and then you have smoked. like a token where you can look at somebody's winning bid, and then you like look at it, and you go, "Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. underbidding like crazy." Uh, but I like the set collection in it too. Like, yeah, it's cool. I like it. My number seven would be higher if it didn't have this particular designer's name on it. This is what I feel. I feel like I would have liked it more <laughs> if it was like an unknown designer. It's Escape Plan. Um, Escape Plan is uh, Lacerda. It's the tall Lacerda game. And I was really looking forward to it. I backed it on Kickstarter. And I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's still fun. I think it's the lightest of his games. But that's not my really my complaints about it. And I don't have too many complaints. It just just doesn't feel like his best work is all. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with his name on it, I had more anticipation than I should have for this game. It really does feel like Reservoir Dogs, the board game. Mm -hmm. And I really like the theme. And like most Vital Asserta games, the theme I feel comes through. Like I feel like the cops are really big pain mm -hmm. and I'm trying to avoid them and they're causing me problems and I'm trying to collect all my money and get out. And that last round is nerve-wracking because if you don't get out, you're not going to win. You're not going to get any of your money. And I've seen it done before to people, and their faces are sad. <laughs> <laughs> they played a, you know, two-and-a-half-hour game, and they just didn't make it out. So, like, oh, sorry, you're kind of eliminated. Uh, luckily, it's at high the... High stakes. Yeah, yeah, luckily, it's at the end of the game. Yeah, it has, like... Uh, it has like this thing where like with when somebody makes it out now you have to pay money each time you take your turn to, mm -hmm. to take moves but you have to have money to do things and oh gosh man yeah, yeah it, it ramps up to be pretty tight so speaking of Lacerda and expectations I didn't get a chance to play it this year and I almost just slotted it in as my number like five game <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but I'm sure I'll like it. So that's my biggest omission of games played this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's number seven for me. I think that's in its right spot. But, I, I mean, maybe over time it'll move up past it. Uh, it's, it's weird that this Lacerda game is below some of these other games. It's really weird. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was just like an expectations thing for me. But that's, yeah, my number seven is Escape Plan. I actually thought about for a while if I should put that game on my list, and I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't have fun with it. Like, I don't know why. Like, it's weird. Um, You're not supposed to have fun with it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the thing is that the theme is, like, screaming for, like, fun and excitement, and the game is just kind of, like, beating you down with, like, action efficiency optimization and some luck, actually, as well, which is kind of hilarious. So thematic, right? If you stole yeah, gems sure. and you're trying to get out, like... Thematic, but yeah. fun? fun? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if, like, the thematic approach there was the best. I don't know. It's just, uh, for some reason, it just, just, like, wasn't that fun. I'd play it again, but, um, yeah. I wish I had been able to play it more than once. Yeah. I don't know if it gets better, really. I thought it gets better, but still kind of <laughs> painful. Anyway, uh, my... What is it? Seven. Six, six. Six, I think we're No, seven. Seven, seven, seven. I just did my seven. Seven, eight, seven. Seven is Vast the Mysterious Manor. Another game where um, I wish this was like in the top three, 
but it kind of isn't, maybe for the same reason. I thought it was going to be just like more fun than it is. Also, I don't know how I feel about um, they made an expansion already, which kind of doesn't integrate well with the base game. It's a little bit clunky. Everything I feel like with that game was a little bit just clunky. Like the rules release was a little bit clunky. The rules were revised like immediately, like two weeks after the release. They're still a little bit clunky. There's a little bit of unclear stuff here and there. I mean, that's kind of like all of uh, that guy's games, uh, whatever, uh, leader games. I don't know what his name is. But anyway, um, I wish this game was higher on the list. I still enjoyed it a lot. I'd play it. Um, it just wasn't like the screaming excitement of awesomeness that I expected it to be. So that's um, number seven, Vast the Mysterious okay. Manor. The only time that a Vast came or like it would get on my list is if I played it like 150 times. Like the mm-hmm. other Vast, like Rude. Like Rude. Everyone knows the yeah. factions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, it, like, maybe every faction three times. So for Vast, that'd be like 20, 36. Well, oh, is that all? <laughs> might as well be 150. Yeah, because it's not getting played 36 <laughs> no, times. No, no, it's like 12, because there's like four factions. Well, with expansion, it like explodes. But yeah, it doesn't take that long. Anyway. Um, my number six was Pipeline. Um, I really like the artist for Pipeline. Um, the Ian O'Toole. Yeah. Yeah. I think it feels old and new at the same time. Like, it is super action efficiency puzzle. It's very difficult to, like, claw your way towards anything. But the more I think about it, the more fun I have with it. Yeah, spoiler, it's my number one. I've played it like six times. It gets better each time. Maybe I've played it like eight times. All three like phases of the game are cool. Like the board you make, and it's really innovative. I think that's an awesome game. That's a action. super spoiler, Matt. But uh, <laughs> I thought all of our number ones were going to be the same. Uh, I feel like I wanted to like Pipeline, and I don't think I disliked it. I just think I disliked how I felt afterward. Yeah. yeah, it just like is another game where it just isn't fun for me for some reason. Actually, I don't. I like calculating games. I just mm-hmm. didn't like that one. I don't know why. Maybe because there's like so much like you, people cut you for stuff and take stuff from you, and it really is bad in that game. Like I feel like sometimes you just like want to walk away and like not come back. Actually, so, what are those color cards called on the side where you take one technology? Technology. Those cards. were painful. Yeah. Those are really painful. The whole game is just too painful. I yeah. Think that's my impression Fun is of it. not the word for what you have while you play Pipeline. But no, it, it's like intellectual stimulation, it right? It tickles the right part of my brain. Yeah. But fun is not the right word. I feel like my left eye stung. <laughs> After your first game, you're just kind of looking at it like, what the heck just happened? What did I do? It's good, though. Yeah, yeah. it's good. My number six is Watergate. It's a two-player game. Heavy theme, or heavy in theme. Awesome theme, you know. I liked it. We talked about it last week, so I won't belabor it. But I gotta play this, because uh, mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of two-player games lately, like two-player-only games, and uh, and Watergate seems like really fun. I like the theme a lot. I think the theme is pretty neat, that whole scandal. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I want to try it. 
okay, so my number six is that game that I said I will probably never play again, and it's Detective City of Angels. Oh, okay. So why won't I ever play again? Probably because I won't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis doesn't come enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the person that has it doesn't come enough. I would play it again. Um and it's not like a type of game that like I typically go to. It's not like mm-hmm. this style of game isn't something I get excited for. But it's so high on my list because the experiences I had with it, I think I played it two or three times. I can't remember. Maybe three. I don't know. They blended because we played them uh, one day after another after another. But the experiences I had with it were so fun and so different. And, like, it fixes so many things that I have problems with in games similar to it that I thought it deserved, like, a higher on the list. Um, also, there, like, if you do or are thinking about buying this game, there is a lot of replayability because mm-hmm. you can go through the whole thing as a detective. You can go through the whole thing again as the chisel. Mm-hmm. And you could go through, uh, I think maybe that's it. But there's many different ways to play, too. You can play completely co-op. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't probably suggest it. I think it's more fun as the competitive game, but there is the mm-hmm. option for co-op. I'm sure they're going to release expansion stories, too. Right, definitely. Yeah. You could also play it solo. So there's a lot in the box. And yeah. it's uh, probably the best like detective deduction game I've played. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you said that, right? It beats all of the... Of its genre. Yeah. 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 You guys also super immersed yourself and played like noir jazz from the 50s while you were playing it. I thought that was a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. You had a chisel who was like talking like the chisel sometimes. <laughs> like right. talking like, hey, see? <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of opportunities for the chisel to talk because they communicate with cards. Giving yeah. you cards and such, but... But yeah, he was doing that in the beginning, and uh, we were kind of having fun with it in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's my number six, Detective City of Angels. Yeah, I had fun with that game, but I don't know. It's it's it was a cool experience, actually. Yeah, I would say it's maybe the best game out of that kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I would agree. Consensus are in, folks. Yeah. Uh, As our opinions are the only ones that matter <laughs> in this show. But yeah. my number six is Blood on the Clock Tower, actually, a technically 2019 release. Actually, a very similar game where there's kind of like a chisel, not really, but storyteller. Moderator so they, or something. The yeah. moderator, he has information. He can choose to share information with people to facilitate the game and s- speed up some people, slow down some people. So kind of like very similar, kind of not so large group, actually. City of Angels is not so large. Right. Blood, Blood on the Clock Tower, Clock Tower is a lot larger group game. But also kind of a very cool experience. I just, I'm kind of surprised to have like a social deduction game that high on my list because I usually am not super crazy about them. They're mm-hmm. fine, but I'm not super crazy. But that one was fun. And um, I only played it twice at SaltCon. I don't know if we're ever going to play it here. Uh, maybe, actually. We need to. Yeah, someone needs to get it as well. Maybe It'd be good to so. plan. I would, especially it being so high on your list. Maybe that just says a lot about the year, but mm-hmm. uh, that makes me very curious. And maybe yeah. like, we should plan like a big gathering and, that would be and fun. do it. You, I was going to ask. I forgot. <laughs> you talked about it on a previous show, but I forgot where you played it, and it was at SaltCon. Salt yeah, yeah. SaltCon. Do you do you think it's a good con? Yeah, game? yeah. It's, a, game? it's a great con game. I actually talked about it. I think at that time as well. Okay. I think it's the perfect game to pull out when it's like eleven o'clock and everyone's kind of like. Like, I don't want to play heavy uh-huh. Euro games, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. they're just kind of 
hanging out or whatever. It's like a cool social game. That kind of rejuvenates your energy. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just makes you talk to people and stuff. <laughs> so, social cool. stuff. Uh, but it's it's a cool game. Uh, so that's my number six, Blood on the Clock Tower. Sorry, one more question about uh-huh. it. Does it feel like a murder mystery? It kind of does, actually, yeah. yeah. Have you played one of those like, murder I, mystery parties? I actually or, haven't. Or attended been, them? I haven't been to one of them, but I think that's what it probably is, yeah. Yeah, cool. Because cool. you can kind of, also in the game, you can like split off into groups and isolate yourself yeah. from the group so you don't have to share the information. Some people were doing that as well. So you can like pick up three people from the larger group and like go in a side room and talk mm-hmm. about stuff and come back, and that that's the kind of game it is. So yeah, I think it's very similar. That sounds Interesting. cool. Interesting. Um, my number five is a complete departure from Pipeline, which was my number six, and it's Letter Jam. Um, if Pipeline is not fun, Letter Jam is pure fun. Um, everything from arguing over whose clue is going to be given um, is really fun because there's reasons to give different clues, and there's usually one person who wants to give all the clues, except then you run out of clues really fast. Um, it's good balancing mechanic yeah. for that, yeah. And for then, alpha gaming, right? Yeah. It prevents that, yeah. And it's just so much fun when you finally have, like, all five of your letters and you just know what that word is. And you sit there and you're like, this is an H. No. Huh. <laughs> it's extremely fun when you're like, it's spit, and you, when you pull over your card, you flip over your cards, and it's uh, S H I T. Or what? Yeah. Uh, Pezlo. <laughs> <laughs> It's always fun when someone makes the wrong word. Well, then I am very fun to play this game with. And they are very convinced that it's the (laughs) right word. Yeah, I got this. Peslo. Yes. (laughs) So, anyway, it's pretty fun. Um, Uh, It's also my number five. I'm pretty sure it's an instant classic, whereas Brandon has a game that he's maybe never going to play again. I bet we play this game a hundred more times before we die. I bet ten years from now we get at least one play in that calendar year of this game. It's also my number five. <laughs> That's wow. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about it. I kind of disagree of fun. It is fun, but it's not It's not fun like party game fun. Yeah. Like, there's, not a, there's laughter at the end, I feel like, when Matt misspells his word. But I don't feel like... I feel like it's, like, really serious. Like, I'm consistently, like, thinking about what my letter is, what this... what. The last word was, and and gosh, you feel like you know what you're, I, the last time I played, I moved on twice. What was it? Okay, I knew the word was proper. It had to be proper. It ended mm-hmm. up being people. Because and of I, the asterisk? And I got, yeah, and I got a letter wrong. There was another word that I was like, for sure, like, there's no way it's not this word. And it ended up being another word, and it screwed me up. Um yeah, I like the thinking that goes involved in this. Mm-hmm. It's a they took a word game and made it a deduction game. And yeah, I think and I think the mechanics. I think it's like a solid design. Like I yeah. feel like they thought of everything that could go wrong in it, and they fixed it mm-hmm. before they released it, which is uh, not <laughs> something that everybody does <laughs> these days. Yeah, but yeah, it's my number five. Three-way tie? Going to be four? It's not going to be four, and I will not say anything about it. But. Uh, <laughs> My number five is actually Trismegistus, the ultimate formula. Uh, 
maybe the biggest surprise I've maybe ever had of like expectations to what the game is. I actually gave up. I think I talked about it previously, but I gave up reading the rulebook because I thought the game was one going to suck. Two, the rulebook was freaking terrible. Three, the art of the game is just horrible and like basically what the crap. I was just like, what is this junk? Like, why are people even like? Why do people even want to play this? And then I played it and I was like, wow, there's a lot of game here. And actually, the more you play, the more fun it gets to a point. I feel like there's still some kind of like luck in the game with some cars that flip oh, and yeah. stuff, but. Uh, uh, the game is actually pretty cool. It's almost like, I don't know, it almost feels like actually they didn't like really finish the game in a way. So like it's a little bit rough. Maybe it should have been play tested and developed a little bit more. But they ended up with like something really cool, which usually just doesn't happen. Usually if it feels like rough, it's like bad rough. This is kind of mm-hmm. like maybe like a good rough. I don't know. It's, it's a weird game. But uh, the mechanics are really good. And I think it's a really good game, and I actually want to still play it after like five times or something. So I think it's got game uh, for sure. <laughs> Maybe the biggest like surprise expectation, low expectations to like high outcome of actually playing the game for me. So that's my number five. Christmas just does the ultimate formula. Yeah, like Pipeline, its first two playthroughs really burn your brain, and you feel like you're falling on your yeah. face potentially. But I can feel like it's just the first one. The second one yeah, was a lot better. The, the first one, was one fine. I thought it's like actually like a medium light game. It's like kind of like on the heavy side actually, because there's just a lot of in, this a uh, lot of considerations involved in every single move you take in the game. Mm-hmm. You can't like afford to make a bad move. You have to think about every single move because it's it's almost like a Lacerda game, like because it's like a ripple effect. You yeah. you take a die and like five thousand things happen because of that. So it's kind of mm-hmm. same concept. Tashini, is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tashini? Yeah. Danielle? Danielle Tashini. Tashini. You know, I like him. I've never really. I never met him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confessing. I do like his games, but for some reason, Simone Luciani games, like I like better. I don't, And I can't quite pinpoint why. Maybe because I feel like I'm playing chess every time I'm playing one of uh, Tashini's games, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but this was actually on my games that probably could have made it on my list if yeah. I had played it and I haven't played it yet. His rule books tend to be iffy. This isn't the only bad rule book he's ever put out. Lorenzo has a bad rule book. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say same with Lacerda game. Uh, not Lacerda. Uh, Luciani games Luciani too. Games. Like I feel like, yeah, it's something about maybe it's the translator though. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I actually feel like Lorenzo had a good rule book, except mm. it just like omits. Like there's missing stuff. That that's the problem. That's, what do you want in a rule? Well, book? No, all the rules. Just is not missing stuff. I think he get everything. It's just written badly. It's like really unpleasant to read and find stuff in it. I don't know why. But uh, same like. With- it has all the contents of the rules. It's just like it was just really rough read for some reason. Grand Austria yeah, put rules say, in Grand, the wrong order. Yeah, in Grand Austria, <laughs> yeah. like you could miss the rules because they're like it covers something, and then it feels like it says at the end of the rule book, like, "Oh yeah, in this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, it's really easy to miss. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, their rule books explain games the way Matt explains games with like <laughs> just me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get an argument. But just, like, randomly pointing to some element on the board and, like, oh, if you go here, this happens. It's like, okay, let's talk about what do I do on a turn? Why am I doing it? What do I get out of doing it? 
Don't just point to a random spot on the board and tell me. And maybe that's the Italian way. Maybe like our robots <laughs> go out there and they're like, "Why are they? Why do they have everything in order? That's really strange. So samey." <laughs> they're playing the game yeah. before they play the game. Yeah. The game yeah. is figure out the rule book. It's like that's meta meta gaming. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go through the rule book first mm-hmm. to be able to play the, our game. Anyway, yeah, that was a cool game though. Um, my number four is Ragusa. Um, I totally agree with everything that was said about it before. It is the oldest game that was put out this year. It definitely feels like it would have been at home in the 2000s. It's uh, very resource managey. It's very dry, but it's super fun. That just like attracts me to it. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss like, dry Euro games for some reason. Yeah. Like, I kind of want that again. I just, like, I know what I'm expecting. They're not trying to drown the game in theme. They're yeah. just like, we don't care. Here it is. It's mechanically... There's not good. a it's lot wood of... and stone and fish and olive oil. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of flashy stuff to it. Like, on your turn, you're going to put a house on a circle, and then you're going to do three things, and, like, that's it. I just wonder if, um, besides, like, reprints and such, like, if we're going to get too many of those games, if we're, like, we're, we're ending... A decade? Are we ending also an era of mm-hmm. of games? Maybe not. Hopefully not. Some of those designers that made games like that and are still around are making heavier, more different games than that. They're kind of not doing it again. Well, they're we they're trying to add certain into game. it too. Yeah, which is fine. Like I, I like that too. I like when they, you know, you take a Euro game and add like a um, a theme that you haven't seen on it yet. But mm-hmm. still, I miss those historical dry euros Mm -hmm. uh my number four is black angel i think i liked it more than you guys Mm -hmm. um i might not i might not play it very much for the rest of my life because i think um i would just rather play trois but it was still pretty good i liked all the mechanisms um i think it's well balanced whereas you guys maybe don't i thought it was fun but this is where i would really like to highlight that um, in previous years, my number four would be, like, Riverboat, Underwater Cities, Feast for Odin, Mombasa. Those games are all so much better than Black Angel. <laughs> so this is where I'm really noticing in my list, you know, being the fourth best mm-hmm. game of the year, in my opinion. Um, it's pretty weak, as far as that goes. Uh, oh, snap. It's weak? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, yeah, I concur, because my number four <laughs> is strange. I didn't think it would actually hit the list. Um... Oh, so Matt will understand. It's my Spider-Man game, also known as Marvel <laughs> Champions, the card game, Fantasy Flights Marvel LCG. Um, yeah, I thought I was going to pick up this game and play it solo. Like I'm like, ah, I kind of like LCGs. I like I like the whole idea behind them, and I like Marvel. You know, so I thought I was going to pick it up and play it solo. Found two people that wants that want to play it consistently. We've been playing it like every week, and it's now just become like fun. Like we take off. All- <laughs> it's become fun. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You really, you really saw me on this. No, I'm just like, oh. We take off our clothes. <laughs> Family show. <laughs> <laughs> and we put on superhero. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that took a that took a strange turn. But uh, yeah, uh, it's fun. I just bought some 
more expansions forward. We're looking forward to playing these different heroes. That's my number four. <laughs> Marvel Champions. <laughs> okay. Um, my number four is Snowdonia Deluxe Master Set. Uh, yeah, uh, Justine mentioned it earlier. Really cool game. The first playthrough, I feel like, was kind of bad, actually. Um, I don't know if people just weren't into the game. Maybe some people weren't into the game. We kind of dragged, actually. I didn't know the rules, maybe. Uh, the second and further playthroughs, and I also thought it's kind of like basic, but um, it's kind of like really charming, I think, in a way. Um, it's, it is kind of basic on the lighter side. Uh, the designer has a new game coming out, by the way, uh, Alubari, I think it's called, like something with T. It's actually kind of the same concept. You go around, like, instead of building tracks, you do something else, but it's the same, like, you kind of build up on a path mm-hmm. to get somewhere. Anyway, a lot of people are actually saying, like, uh, I'll wait for his new game, but I actually like the theme. I think the theme is kind of charming. It's almost like the, it's almost like the, uh, I don't know, the playful, part of train games or something that's not like the serious 50 year old like 18xx share type of game it's like the fun like i don't know just have a good time uh type of train game um and it's not really a train game i'd say it's like a worker placement resource management game really in a way uh but the trains are there and actually the trains are fun in that game and they are aware that they're having fun with them there's definitely some really funny like promo trains and just hilarious stuff um i, I don't know it's a it's a really fun game i really had a lot of fun with it um there's kind of more to the game than meets the eye at first at first i was like what is this crap but then the more we played it the more i kind of realized what was going on and um, had a lot of fun with it i like the whole com- it's competitive but you're all doing the same thing you're building on the same yeah. Track. I, yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like that. Also, it's it's just fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. it's just fun. And yeah, the first game was weird because it it did like it felt like I think it went on longer than it should have. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then For sure. uh, and then the games to to follow after that were significantly shorter. Yep. So I think like maybe when you learn the rules, it's not as fun, much fun, but then it should move like very fast. Yeah. yeah. I like the rising tension of, am I going to make my end game goals yeah. Yeah. as the game yeah. is winding down? Yeah. You're like rushing to get more dirt and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And that's also rushing the game, so that's good. But in a good way, I don't know. I usually don't like uh, games where you rush stuff, but that one works for some reason. It just works in, on so many levels. I, I have a lot of fun with it. So You might be able to play it for the rest of your life if you have the deluxe edition. How yeah. many modules does it come with? Uh, scenarios. It comes, it comes with like 18 scenarios, and you can optionally also add like five modules in and out in and out or something like uh, they're just mm-hmm. optional things you can do they're pretty straightforward actually the scenarios are what kind of changes the feel of the game sometimes sometimes it actually splits it so you start from two sides of the path so it's like two competing like teams in a weird way mm-hmm. but yeah so the scenarios are maybe what makes it low. and also what i like about it is the scenarios are very like uh historically um well, I don't know if they're accurate historically, like based uh, oh, yeah. based on yeah. real historical stuff, mm-hmm. and they're really fun things with like things around England. Like there's mm-hmm. like a a railway that was built to transport like dead bodies out of London and like bury them remotely because there's no space, and like there's just a lot of like these. Kind of fun things that I found out on Wikipedia reading about it after we played the scenario just to like mm-hmm. kind of like 
what is this about? You know, <laughs> what are, what are we doing? And it's actually really fun. I, I haven't had that in games so the much. The components add to that that theme because yeah. there's like coffins in that Little one. Coffins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to see the Yeti come out. I don't know how significant mm-hmm. he is to the game, but I just kind of like Yeti's more historically. No, no, the game has like it strikes a really fun place of like kind of like serious history theme with like really fun gameplay with really wacky trains and like yeah. goats and weird crap but it's almost like like kind of a serious game mm-hmm. anyway it just uh, I, I think it's a pretty awesome game maybe so, the so, most yeah. overproduced first player oh uh, yeah huh? Um, what is the first player uh, it's that big cube die you roll it Oh, it's like yeah, whoever's yeah. wearing oh, yeah. the most green or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that just like stays that, in front of them. It's all just because it was a Kickstarter stretch goal, yeah. so that mm-hmm. tells you. Everything. But I kind of like that. Like you yeah. can just bring that every time and see yeah. who goes first with that. Like, yeah, dive. yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should. Uh, well, I thought you were gonna say first player marker or something. The cake goes to uh, the auctioning game with the railways. Uh, raccoon r- tycoon. Raccoon tycoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like massive first player OMG. Yeah, like it could be half, a weapon in clue. Half, half the box, <laughs> like wooden, way ridiculous. So anyway, uh, but my number four is not done yet. The deluxe master set. It's a little bit cheaty because it's a reprint, but whatever. Yeah. It's released in 2019, so. Um, my number three is Watergate. So this is a has been mentioned before. It's a two-player game. Um, that yeah, it's dripping with theme, but not so much that it feels like an Ameritrash game. Like, it's dripping it with theme in a way that I like. Um, uh, yeah. And it made me become very interested in the whole Watergate scandal and how all that happened. So No, it's not Ameritrash at all. For all the no, top decking and drawing out of bags, you usually cycle through all of those things a few times so it evens out over the course of the game. What yeah. you're saying is most games that have a lot of theme yeah. tend to be a, yeah. Ameritrash. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always like when games do that to me. They get me interested in, like, the history or whatever yeah. it is, the theme. We got all pumped up for it. We went and watched all the President's Men after we played it the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, my number three we've already mentioned, it's Trismegistus. Uh, I would say that this gets the award for Hardest Teach of the year and maybe the decade. It's hilarious. The player aids are misprinted, so those don't help you out. There's a lot of info missing from the board. There's a lot of things you can do with the dice, which have different exceptions, you know, based on whether it's a follow-on action or whether you're getting ether or the material itself. I would say if you can teach this game and you're, the people you're teaching it to are just like, all right, cool, I'm ready to play and don't have any questions, you are like a world-class teacher. <laughs> um, my number three makes Matt a liar. Because it's Black Angel, so <gasps> apparently maybe I liked it better. Uh, I actually like this game a lot, and I would play it again. And I think Twa is a better game, but I feel like they they have different feelings for me. I like the theme of Black Angel a lot more, but that doesn't always cut it, right? Um, if this were like a top ten list of all time, uh, Twa would make it, and Black Angel maybe not. But I do. I like the. I like the 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 shared board and the traveling. Like that really is cool. We're traveling to a distant planet, and mm-hmm. and you can send the mechs out or the little robot guys, mm-hmm. and then they unfortunately like fall off the edge of space. 
and died. But I, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. And uh, there were some there were some issues with it that that I think is better done in Twa. But I still just really enjoyed this game. So yeah, that's my number three, Black Angel. I was going to mention that it looks really good, mm-hmm. and it this gear so, in yeah. general, uh, the games you know, look tool really again. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if the games aren't are kind of underwhelming this year, I thought the games art wise and how good they look is it's That's maybe the best point. looking yeah. of all time. Maybe games are looking better and better, and we're getting better draft graphic design. So maybe this year the, the production goes up, and then next year the mechanics go up, and then they combine for 2021. That's my prediction. It's going to be a good year, if my math is correct. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually noticing kind of a trend maybe with my list. I feel like Black Angel is like very good game mechanically. Like It works very well to do together. It's like it works just fine. It's just like, I don't know, I didn't have fun with it for some reason. It just like wasn't like something didn't do it for me. It's really mm-hmm. strange, actually. I've noticed this year you've said that about a bunch of games that I thought were fun. I thought you were kind of random this year yeah. what you like and what you no, don't yeah. like. That's, that's, I'm actually looking at my list and I have like really <laughs> random games. Actually, this one is pretty random as well, but I have like, I don't know, like for some reason some games are just like not fun and some games are really fun. I think Toa has like a really fun thing with it with the theme even like it's mm-hmm. like a charlemagne kind of like invaders are attacking your city and stuff and black angel was just felt like cold and dead and like mechanical which maybe is what it is because you're traveling through space yeah. and as an ai but like i don't oh, know you're in the ship and you're outside the ship and you can see the inner workings of the ship and that's mm-hmm. how you're i don't know i thought I, <laughs> no i did you're zipping your little guys yeah. around the ship's taking damage and you can't do the thing and you ship's put the little robot we might not, are we gonna make it to the planet really or not cool, yeah. <laughs> No, I felt I actually I felt know. that it was really it felt really thematic. No, me. I mean yeah. it's it's a fine game. It's just for some reason I don't know. Um, so speaking of which, uh, the biggest lulls is going to happen right now because Nagaraja is my number three. It's a really hilarious random BS game, which is just kind of like I don't know. I shouldn't like it, which is the biggest surprise. Is that to a me. two player game? Yeah, it's okay, a two player right. game. Um, it's a two-player game with, like, really pretty high-take that, actually, and pretty random crap. You're, like, really, like, rolling dice and, like, attacking each other almost in a way. You're drafting stuff. That game is just, like, fun every time I play it. I don't know why, but I actually really don't know why I have fun with it. <laughs> it's, like, the weirdest thing. And, like, even if you're losing, it's fun, which is really odd in a, like, two-player take-that game because usually two-player two take-that game is, like, really bad if the other mm-hmm. person is attacking you and you're like, well, I just want to quit. It's still fun for some reason because there's a comeback mechanism. I think that's probably why. So even if you're, like, losing really badly, you can still win or hope that you can win. Kind of reminds me of, like, Backgammon or something in a way with, like, the dice rolling and just kind of, like the back and forth backgammon is like really kind of trolly and um Stick sometimes rolling. you just want to like you just want to like quit <laughs> nagaraja though i don't know uh, uh it has like something magical about it that's really cool i've play it, played it like f- five or six times now with different people i have fun with it every time it i shouldn't like it but i do a lot so it's just really strange do you own this game no it's another demo, which I actually... I, it's on my list to buy, but I'm, it's no rush because I can play it there, you know? So 
I'll, I'll get it eventually. I almost bought it for our gift exchange. I did too. It's too bad. I oh, probably, man. I probably would have wanted it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to play. I just want to roll some sticks, man. Yeah, yeah. Rolling sticks is actually surprisingly yeah. fun. It has some decisions there. Do you want to like do card activation powers or like get a new piece for your board, which gives you points, really? So, yeah. The, the game is actually full of decisions. They're pretty random sometimes, but it's... Just it just has the magic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It has the magic for me, and that, maybe that's what I like in games. Magic. You can't pin, pinpoint. There's it. a game called Magic: The Gathering. I'm interested <laughs> in. I don't know if Magic has the magic. My number two is Trismegistus, and I would mm -hmm. argue that if you get through an entire teach and nobody has questions, you did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I. <laughs> that's probably true. You're right. Don't think that's like. Yeah, it's the hardest game to teach, but it's fun. I enjoy it once you know how to play it. And yeah, your first play, you're probably just going to spend it wondering what the heck is going on. But we once actually, you get should... through the second or third play, it actually makes a lot of sense and is fun. We should actually make a top 10 hardest to teach games, maybe. Or that's a, a great, or that's a great idea. Because list, yeah. I, I have some input on which games are pretty hard to teach mm -hmm. as well. And I kind of... Well, I think Black Angel is up there, but I could come up with something better. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Sorry um, to interrupt. We maybe should throw an asterisk on Therese Magistus. Um, maybe come June, we'll decide that there's way too much luck in that game. Yeah. And since it's so crunchy, we feel like we're being geniuses and stuff. But really, all yeah. we're doing is slowly comprehending the rules. And then once we get fluent at it, we're just hoping to draw the right the, contract cards. The, the top decking of cards and the top decking of goals is, huge the, swing. is, the, is pretty bad sometimes. Because you're only getting like nine dice per game and you better mm -hmm. top deck the right color for you or for that die. Anyway, and every once in a while you're rolling 16 dice and need to hit at least one lead to come out. Yeah, and if the yeah, lead doesn't come yeah. out, you're tanked. Well, you, there's a wild in the middle. No, I'm but saying still it's sometimes, nice. sometimes you don't get those either. Could oh, you house yeah. rule it and put out like three cards to draft from mm -hmm. yes but Risto doesn't let you so <laughs> you just have to suffer <laughs> um. no I don't know I mean there's the spacer printed on the board so whatever yeah you can do whatever you want obviously <laughs> but I don't know what um, if you taught this game for like an hour and a half you know and yeah, nobody I mean, had questions yeah. I like it yeah, that, that might work. <laughs> but like Basically, Matt said, the, the player aid doesn't give you all the information. It gives you a little bit of wrong information. It, yeah. <laughs> the board doesn't have all the information you need. And then there's just so many, like, you have to explain the basic actions, and then you have to explain how follow-on actions work, and then, oh, there's these little wooden cubes that you move down onto your board, and then they do this thing. And but there's then these little do... exceptions. And then, yeah, oh, unless this happens. There's a lot of unless uh, this or... And there's unclear iconography. Two games in a row now, Christo has thought his endgame cards, which we've said are very important, <laughs> mean something other than they do. <laughs> no, it's just me being dumb. There are little icons, though, which you need to see and recognize that they are the little icons that they are. I thought they are like, I was looking at the larger picture. There's tiny pictures in there. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, my number two, I think, is going to be a higher on your guys' list, so I'm going to leave some meat on the bone. It's Barrage. But I would just say that... Uh, this designer, I hope... I'm really pumped up that this designer releases good games as often as he does. You know, maybe in 2020 he's going to have a game that's going to be in our top three in 2021, and maybe we can just count on 20 more games from him in the next 20 years that are awesome. But you can go, Brandon. 
I'm just making sure that my number two is 2019. <laughs> it's 2017. It's not on your guys' list, and I'm like... Uh-oh. Maybe we forgot it. Or maybe it's 2018 mm-hmm. late release. Race Arcana? Too. I late think late it late might be late release. release. Yeah, it's probably 2018. Hadara uh, wasn't that good. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you guys looked at BGG. I think it released in the States in 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Blackout Hong Kong... 2018. It's 18, yeah. Did I it come to retail it. in 2019, though? I, we played it in March. We played it at SaltCon. We yeah. could have bought a German version, I remember, and we didn't. So it released in the States in 2019. Probably. But I was yeah. whining that it didn't win the 2018 Spiel des Jahres. Oh, well. Maybe I messed up. Justine oh, bought it it's immediately. I think it yeah. was like late last year, actually, is when you bought it. Wasn't it like November, December? Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think it was early this year. Yeah, I think it was like maybe. January. Okay, yeah. maybe not. Maybe, yeah. Well, it's to be questioned, but I think it came out in 2019. Probably in the, in the States. States. Yeah. But Blackout Hong Kong. <laughs> uh, Alexander Pfister. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played Mobasa, but uh, I've heard that it has maybe the same card system. Is what I'm hearing. Um, And that's what I really like about it, is the card system and the decisions you have to make of, like, you want to build up uh, this card row because that's the one you're going to have to take. And uh, I like kind of the surrounding areas. Uh, And I don't mind that the whole game board is black. Like, people had complaints about that. I don't mind. it. Like, visually, you can tell where everything is. There's no... Confusion there, and the whole city's in a blackout, so like it's fine. But um, if it came out in 2019, it's my number two. <laughs> I worry about scripted openings in that game. I think you basically have to unlock your other slot. Yes, so or like go for the two card. Actually, the two card is pretty good as well. Maybe that's not so bad, but that's my only yeah. minor mm-hmm. complaint about that game. But if I had considered it, it'd be my number two too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, really that's good. like the first round, and mm-hmm. then you can do whatever you you diverge because of the cards you pick up. So yeah, I, mean, I think that's, I yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it is kind of a procedural, or you like kind of on sometimes on rails, but uh, it's a pretty cool game, and uh, it was extremely discounted during this Black Friday, which is very surprising. I think you should definitely look at it, even though it looks like crap kind of maybe to some people I actually don't mind the graphic design Mm -mm. the theme is just really like WTF like why would you do this but the game is really solid yeah it was kind of funny he gets a lot of flack for for making problematic themes like in Mombasa we're colonizing Africa and stuff and then so he tried to just make a generic theme and then ironically with all the political turmoil in Blackout or in Hong Kong now, <laughs> oh. it got a little bit darker, and so he just cannot dodge it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Murray Cabo should be fine though. Hopefully, maybe. Isn't that about pirates in the Caribbean? Yeah. So no. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be. Uh, my number two is actually Letter Jam. It's really high because I like it that much. I think it's just a lot of fun it's maybe like what i've always wanted all word games to be ever so that's it (laughs) it's the perfect word game i don't know uh maybe not the perfect competitive word game because it's not competitive but it's a really well designed word game and i really like word games and it was one of the biggest surprises because i was like i didn't think i was gonna like it that much and i was like 
this is awesome. So you, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know what major pitfall of word games it avoids is the, hey, can I do FBI? Hey, can I say adios? It's a foreign language. No, you can do whatever you want. You, can, you might but confuse helpful, your friends. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, actually, yeah. that's actually a really good point. That's a really good Maybe point. the only downfall about the game, and it's not the game's fault, is going to be who you play with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like me, I can't spell for anything. And that teeter No, I can't. I can't really either. <laughs> I'm not a, a, a great speller either, but it doesn't feel like it gets in the way in this game, like it would in something like Scrabble. Like if you're not a good speller in Scrabble, well, good. Nothing <laughs> the, the funny thing is, your game can be ruined by other people. <laughs> so if you're mm-hmm. not a good speller, like it hurts. Well, else, I mean, you know I, mean? I not, don't. Not yourself. I don't misspell words. You know, I will like. Uh, check my spelling. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I, I feel like it's just deduction. Like, I know English basic enough to where I could deduct, like, well, okay, it's not going to be this letter. Yeah. Because yeah, of yeah. certain reasons. But, wow, that's your number two is letter change. Yeah, crazy. yeah. That's, that is yeah. That is it. Um, oh, so February 2019 is when it, it went blackout Hong Kong. Close enough. Oh, no. Of 2019? 2019, February. Like to retail or what? In the U.S. To retail in the U.S. Well, yeah, I think it was a spiel release. Which it was, it was a spiel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You lawyered yourself out of it, Brandon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did I jump the gun? By the way, no, no, that's okay. Never mind. Uh, My number one is, I think, going to at least be Brandon's number one, and it's Barrage. Um, I really respect this designer. It's Luciani. he does great games. I think this continues that tradition of him doing awesome games. It is one of those high interaction games that I actually don't hate. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think it's very fun. I think the expansion that came with the Kickstarter is not necessary. Um, yeah, so when it comes out in retail, I definitely recommend buying it. Yep. We know Matt's number one. What? Guess, guess. What do you think it is? No, my number one is uh, Pipeline. I could play it like 25 times with all the different endgame goals. You get better and better each time you play it. I I promise it's not as painful your fifth time through. There's some pitfalls that you're not going to fall for the fifth time through. So if you say, oh, it just wasn't fun. I was struggling the whole time. No, you learn how to control yourself. Not blow all your money at the beginning. Uh, my number one, Justine tried to guess, but it's oh. all the new um, Flux card games that have come out this year. Just all of them together. <laughs> it's Barrage. My number one is Barrage. <laughs> of course, man. I think, like, now I don't want to jump the gun here, but it might be better than Lorenzo. It might be. <laughs> There's just, like... They both have the... The, the cards come out. They both have that kind of thing. But uh, Barrage has spots that are always going to remain the same. And in a worker placement game, I think that sometimes that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some card flips that happen in both games, but in Lorenzo, that's their spots. And if the right card flips don't come out in the right space and the mm-hmm. dice weren't rolled correctly, mm-hmm. that's no fault of your own. That, that that you're kind of screwed, and you're in fifth place. That's another thing in Lorenzo, like in a five player game. Oh like yeah, you're fifth fifth in line to get on a tower. And yeah, it's like cool. 
that happens uh, in Barrage. There are not a lot of run your engine spots yeah, in Barrage. There are actually on the right side. You just have to pay for them. You just have to pay extra. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, like, let's see how I feel about it in a few years compared to Lorenzo. Lorenzo has way more magic. In Lorenzo, it's funny when people get screwed over. Every single mechanism <laughs> in Lorenzo is random and lucky, and people get screwed over. In Barrage, the contracts make me grumpy. In Lorenzo, the the There's dice no. rolls when when somebody's rooting for all sixes to come out and it comes out one one one, that's just a hoot. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like I can't argue it right now. You know, I have to yeah. play it more and more and more. And I have to, I have to like have it around for more years. But I think I was just like wanting something to replace Lorenzo, and this is the best candidate. In since Lorenzo's come out, mm-hmm. so yeah. But uh, I just I, and I, I might like the theme better. It's better than base game Lorenzo. Lorenzo came out with the expansion. We're not counting. So what if Barrage comes out with a proper expansion? I know it came with an expansion, but it was just basically a module because it was released at the same time. What if he comes up with a clever expansion to Barrage? Maybe something to replace the contracts? Yeah. Then Barrage could really climb. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not sure if the expansion for Lorenzo improves the game, to be honest. It does. I really don't like the random tokens. But maybe it's. But you don't have to go for those. I almost never go for those random tokens unless I I need it as an actual resource. I mean, there are rewards for some cards or something, though, right? I don't know. Maybe just on that tower, if I remember correctly. But but the theme is impress the head of a family. Are you kidding me? No, the dams and those are much cooler. Alternative history. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I did like by far my favorite game of 2019 like mm-hmm. without question and I, I knew it almost immediately after I played it that it was going to be number one Barrage I actually yeah, there is my number one as well so we have like a triple overlap or whatever um, I was actually not sure if I'm going to like the game and I'm still not sure if it's like the best game ever just... or something uh, to Matt's point the contracts are a little top decky sometimes mm-hmm. they can really kind of like make or break your game maybe sometimes uh, you can definitely recover and flex and that's actually part of those games is like mm-hmm. making use of what you have mm-hmm. as opposed to forcing some strategy and actually I do like that in games it just feels like sometimes like you get what you need right now and sometimes you don't get what you need right now and that's like kind of a little iffy the other thing that's a little iffy is i feel like those module expansions whatever they are not as used as frequently as i'd like them to be for some reason so the game just feels like kind of off in that way i feel like the main board like is really well done the contracts like the base game basically is really well done the modules are kind of like could or could not be there and they're kind of like an afterthought almost and there's there's some there's some weird like off balance things with that game but you can do a lot of things with it we've played it like five times now it's really Mm -hmm. awesome it works better than i actually thought initially initially i had concerns that like is this going to be one-dimensional? Is it like whoever's left alone wins all the time? Is it and a like, giant screw-your-neighbor concern? Is it a giant yeah. screw-your-neighbor, like, take that game? Like, that's, that. those were the concerns I had. The more we played it, the less I am concerned that that's the case. There's definitely, like, block blocks you can do. You can... You can alter the flow of the water, whatever. There's enough mechanisms to do something cool with your game. I think the evil contracts have always made me more mad than my neighbors ever do. 
they the contracts seem to have a knack of I settle for a contract and then the perfect one replaces it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm always way more mad at that stack than my neighbors. Yeah, stealing my water. That is actually true. There is there the top decking of the contracts is probably. <laughs> I wish there was like a line of three or something that you mm-hmm. can choose from instead of just two. But anyway, uh, nevertheless, uh, the best game of 2019 for me. Yeah, uh, it had like uh, the magic, I guess, which is what I like. Uh, yeah. It was good mechanically the theme is actually whatever in that game i think it's fine actually i wish it wasn't like steampunk i wish it was actually realistic <laughs> building a band with like trucks and construction company not like nikola tesla with like <clears throat> weird alternate history 1960s but it works and it works very well it's fun it's well designed it's awesome. I think they did that to get around the thermodynamic problem of how are you generating water by moving, generating energy by moving water uphill. I think they just waved their hand. Oh, Tesla magic. I think that's what, I think that's the whole reason they went alternate history mechs, Tesla coils instead of just, you know, yeah. normal current. No, I, I still think that doesn't make sense, but whatever. It works fine for the game. Like, uh, you can generate water. I, lo- I like the steampunk thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've only just recently, like, probably because of board games like been okay with steampunk i think like before board gaming like i would see people with funny glasses and be like well, how come i don't get it not like i was judging i was just yeah. like clueless you know mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then after like playing some steampunk type games i'm like oh i get it it's cool mm-hmm. i like it yeah mm-hmm. i'm not sure if i'd say it's um, cool but okay can we pause and do some tabulations and get a composite top three real quick yeah. No, man. No. No. Editing. <laughs> Raw and uncut. And I don't know what you mean, so you have like, to explain. Average it. Yeah. Like... So it looks like our number one is Barrage. Oh, yeah. like. Because our number oh, okay. two seems like Tristan Like if Gistus. we were doing a yeah. top three list uh, together. Tristan. If we were giving out an award. Tristan gives us five for me. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't have it on my list three, at all, though. And then that yeah. doesn't. We can't hold it against it for you, so like it doesn't like. It's got to be majority, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then if Blackout. Counted for us, it'd be higher. Maybe. Well, I can say our number one is Barrage, undeniably. Uh, Letter Jam probably would be number three. Oh, Letter Jam might be number two. Or Black Angel, actually. Oh, yeah, because it was on all of our lists. Except nope, it wasn't on mine. Uh, Letter Jam, I mean. Yeah, Letter, Letter Jam was on fifth, all of Letter Jam was on, yeah. yeah. Yep. So Letter Jam is probably two. So Barrage, Letter Jam. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then Trismegistus. Yeah, probably. Probably. I, I'd say, yeah. Maybe. So that's... The cards and cubes general poll of yeah. Top three. So the makers of those games go ahead and slap our sticker on it. You don't have to pay us anything. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go ahead and put it. <laughs> cards and cubes approved. Um, honorable mentions. Uh, uh someone else start because I yeah. Oh, uh, walking in Burano, a little fun game with lots mm-hmm. of cats and pizza. See and another it makes reason. Me smile. Another reason why 2019 was really good for small games because that one was yeah. good. I like that uh-huh. game. I only played it once, so it didn't it didn't have a place anywhere for me. But uh, but the first play of it, I really enjoyed. And it's like I think this is the best style, like the best of the, the, that type of game, maybe. <clears throat> um, all of my honorable mentions got added to somebody else's list. So like Tiny Towns, Escape Plan, Doppelschung Clever. Oh, okay, yeah, all of those uh, time chase. Uh, Rezer kind of may be an honorable mention for me. Uh, it should have it should have been oh. good. It should have been good. It just wasn't fun. Yeah. It didn't have the magic. Um, I don't know. It's like a <laughs> I thought mix. it was fun. It just wasn't good. <laughs> uh, no, it should have been good. It wasn't fun. Oh, that's I what. You, I oh, that the you. Opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny. 
Uh, no, it's like uh, in theory, Race for the Galaxy mixed with Seasons and like the amalgamation or something of both of them makes something awesome. Does it? I don't know. Not mm. really for me. Um, it felt like too much like draft tank cards and play like some weird chess for one hour of what are you going to do first to figure out who actually drafted the best cards. It's like really... I don't know. It just like didn't have the fun aspect. Um, maybe it was missing actually randomness, which is really weird coming from me. But it's—I feel like it's missing randomness. It's like you know what cards you have. It's just kind of like a lot of grinding to see who actually won with the cards they drafted. So you probably prefer seasons to it. Yeah, I actually like seasons better. Um, Horrified is an honorable yeah. mention. Oh, for sure. I, I, I looked at that. I thought you were going to have it. Actually, have it pretty yeah, on your list because I was like, yeah. The only reason, it's like number 11, really, for me. The only reason why it's not on my list is because, like, I really feel like I'll just play it, like, once a year, mm-hmm. like, around Halloween time. And, like, I don't feel like that's enough to make a top 10 list at all. Um, I do like it a lot. And, and if... If I played it on every night, I would get really sick of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, what? But it's so. But um, why it's an honorable mention is because once a year, it's perfect. Yeah, judging it by its niche and, and how, it, mm-hmm. how it, like I probably wouldn't have to reread the rules. I remember most things. I might have to like do a refresher once a year, but after a while, there's no way I would have to keep referring to the rules. Uh, another problem I have with it is like. It's a game that makes you think that you can play it with casual gamers or non-gamers, and you can, but it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. Do I you played just have it with to quarterback some... them. Nah, so I don't like doing that in games. We just lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do what I think is the most, the best move in the game, and don't worry about what they're doing. That's so the we, right answer. We do a yeah. little bit of discussion. But I let them make decisions, and we ultimately lose. It's still fun, but it's more fun playing with strategic players, like actual mm-hmm. seasoned gamers, because every decision is uh, important. And and uh, and there's card flips, so there's like sometimes nothing you could do about it, and that's kind of funny. Where mm-hmm. you know one of the villagers will come out that round and then get eaten that round, and there's nothing we could have done about it. But that's the like nature of the game. It's like it's like I. Everybody likes Pandemic. Like, Pandemic is, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people's go-to co-op game, and this is my Pandemic. Mm-hmm. M- mainly the theme does it for me, too. Yeah. Uh, another honorable mention for me is the Caruso crew. I just thought that it was, like, super fun. Oh, yeah. It was um, way fun. And just different than any game. It felt, like, really refreshing to play that, you know. It's a graphic novel adventure, and I think it's the first graphic novel adventure game that wasn't solo. Like, there's a lot of those games, but they're all solo plays. Which sounds fun to me as well, but the fact that you can play with four is really cool. And the books are all slightly different. That was really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, I just have to play it more. We've only played it once through. And I want to see, like, how replayable it is and what other decisions you can do with different items that you can get. But, yeah. Those are my honorable mentions. Uh... I was going to say maybe Call to Adventure. Um, no one has played it except for me. I think In the world, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, the only one. Um, <laughs> no, actually someone has it here in the store, and he can probably bring it sometime. It's kind of like a really I, another game which I shouldn't like because it's really dumb light. Roll some runes, actually. You roll runes, not dice. But there it's really like dice rolling. Yeah. Uh, Pretty random, pretty just ridiculous, but the theme is so cool. You build a life for your character. 
you take your character through like youth, adulthood, and like being old, and you score points at the end. And it sounds kind of dumb, but it's a lot of fun for some reason. A lot of like dice rolling, like you defeat the dragon, like roll the runes and see and stuff, and you get points for it. And yeah, I shouldn't like it, but I actually liked that a lot the one time I played it. Is it like CV at all? Uh, it's actually kind of like CV, the fantasy version or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You like do good deeds. You can actually be good or bad as well. Like oh, okay. your character can be good or bad. So like you do good deeds, bad deeds. Uh, they change your like standing or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can be more powerful and roll more sorts of more certain runes. And yeah, it's a very CV like, but fancy version. Yeah. That's actually a really good comparison, I think. Uh, I also had Copenhagen, another yeah. small little game, colorful, mm-hmm. easy to play, mm-hmm. fun little puzzle, yeah. low degree of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Ariel, same. Yeah, maybe oh, it yeah. was maybe it was a little light. Um, I want to say was actually, it? the Artemis Project. No, that was what really? Mm-hmm. Ariel was last year. BGG. <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. Maybe I mean, as far as like released release. in the states, yeah. release, I probably. think it was released in the states in 2019. Yeah, I think so as well. Which, yeah, it's, that's really confusing because like we're not going to include games that like didn't that we couldn't have a chance yeah. to play. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, the Artemis Project, I have pretty good expectations. I only played half a game, so I couldn't really put it on any list whatsoever. But I think it's actually a good game, which might make it in the future, along with some others that I'm looking at mm-hmm. here on my list, which we just haven't played yet, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I have like, some I mean, of those, like, too. I mean, like, Terra Mara's technically I was, 2019 is released right now. I was going to say... No one has it. You know, yeah. games like that. So. Terra Mara is, like, would be probably high on my list, I would mm-hmm. think. Just from looking at it, the designer pedigree, some Italian dudes. Not just some, like the Italian dudes that aren't um, Luciani or Tashini. So um, has it even released in the States at all? Uh, It's released in Canada. I was like, yeah, because I was looking Canada. So North America released, not the States. Because I was just looking on some uh, websites and I couldn't find it anywhere on um, like the American websites. Yeah. Why is it released in Canada oh, and not here? You know what? The hill, uh, they might import it actually from like Germany. They do some. I looked at the store. Uh, on Mars is technically 2019. That's hilarious. That's true. So but it hasn't even <laughs> yeah. got to Kickstarter. Yeah. People I, yet. I Backers. know. It, it's like uh, a lot of these release yeah. dates are just kind of like, yeah, um, um, if we go off of BGG. Yeah, like I noticed yesterday while I was browsing at Demo, yeah, they have that new game Flotilla that now I'm like way super interested in playing. Uh, oh, from WizKids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, The Magnificent. Like, I wanted to play that this year. I just couldn't find it anywhere. Didn't look very yeah. hard. But yeah. it's by the same duo that did Santa Maria. And I actually like Santa Maria. Yeah, I like Santa so, Maria. Like, and, and I like the, the theme more, definitely, of The Magnificent. And it looked like a cool game, but I just wasn't able to try it. I, sh- I should have tried it at um, International Games Day. I don't know if it was actually there. I don't I think it was I just there. saw yeah. people playing it. Oh, I should just ask them if I could play with yeah. them. Can you guys start over? Maybe. <laughs> How far along are you? I know you don't know me, but... I'm looking forward to Brussels, the card game. Hadara was actually fun this year. I had fun with We're it. We're going to play it's it a gonna... lot. 
We're going to play it a lot. It, it accommodates Hadara? up to five players. You know what I mean? So our, over our lifetimes, we're going to keep playing it. Yeah. Which H- one? Hadara. Hadara. It accommodates yeah. five players. It's mm-hmm. easy to get on the table. It's easy to teach. That's, um, that's the reason it's not on my top ten. You it's can like, play it with kinda, almost anybody. Too it's kind of too light. Too light yeah, it's too light, yeah. too easy, too straightforward. It's a little bit linear, like on rails sometimes. But it's a pretty cool game. I like Lorenzo it. Lorenzo El Magnifico, the card game. Mm-hmm. Um, Master of Renaissance is what it's called. Technically, a 2019 release. We haven't seen it in the states yet either. That might be something I like too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the the kind of. That's why I wanted to state like re- retail released in the states because yeah, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. black uh, blackout Hong Kong wouldn't get any love, but it should. And, it it could, should. and if we were doing the podcast last year, we wouldn't have mentioned it then. So we wouldn't have played it exactly. So There's these games that release that like yeah. have this almost like. They're right in the middle, mm-hmm. and they could they can't be on one list, but they yeah yeah. So you're yeah. right. Blackout does deserve some love. Um, did you guys like any expansions this year? I thought the Crypto expansion was the best expansion of the year. I haven't played with that yet, but I've been looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I kind of know the basics of it. Um, Santa Maria to mention that the expansion that was oh, this yeah. year. That was a great expansion. Yeah, again, it released here this year mm-hmm. in the states retail. Um, also the. Uh, no, I was gonna say that like the 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 weather expansion for um, Peloton, uh, no, Flam Rouge, Flam Rouge, Flam Rouge yeah, yeah. was like I think it that made the game that much better. I don't know if it was a great expansion. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can add to that game. I know that they're planning on like doing like a campaign uh, for that game, which could be cool. Uh, Expansions. That's I couldn't do yeah. a top ten expansions. Oh, I would probably be right. hard pressed to even do a top three. And my number three would be like, it's just here because uh, <laughs> it was the third. It was the third <laughs> one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even know what expansions I played, which were released in 2019. That's a really weird one. Barrage right expansion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it's technically an expansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that works, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, expansions is, is tough for me, actually. Anything else of 2019? Uh, well, I'm looking at the list, and unfortunately, there's a lot of games which I even I'm curious that we haven't played. If we were doing this last year, what would be your number one from last year? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, could actually open to the. I would be the... Brass Birmingham. Like, oh yeah, that's down. actually that's actually. The, unfortunately, Brass is just all over the place. I mean, yeah. all over the top top list. For uh, me. Mine would be Teo to walk in. Mm, yeah. Yeah. See again with his games. Like I feel like I'm just like playing chess. Like there's nothing bad about it, but I just like um, Teotihuacan didn't really have the magic for me. I mean, it's again one of those mechanically awesome games like Black Angel, which just for some reason just don't have the magic. I don't know. That's just how I feel about some games for some reason. It's it's really weird, actually. I don't know. You can't really pinpoint it to anything in particular. I guess what I what I did this year, which was much easier for me, is. Uh, Anytime I would play a 2019 release, I just put it on my my phone. Mm-hmm. So then, like, so, so I had a list to go through oh, that I played. It was like really easy to find out all the games that I played. I would have missed some had I not mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at the 2018 stuff. We haven't seen a lot of like area control releases. So I would even say like maybe Brass is one, but two might be actually Lords of Hellas. Looking at the list, which is kind of Kind of interesting. Uh, Founders of Gloomhaven? 
Uh, oh no, it would actually probably be Coinbro. Coinbro is just an awesome game. That's 2018. I forgot about that. That that would be my definitely number two. I found in my phone a top ten list of games 2017. Guess what was number one? What? Azul. Lisboa. Oh yeah. Azul. Yeah. <laughs> That's not on my list at all, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, Lisboa. Lisboa and Lorenzo El Magnifico. Yeah. <laughs> And Great Western Trail. Lorenzo like, actually, was 17? Holy 17 God. was a great year. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I got Lisboa, Lorenzo, Great Western Trail, Tournament Camelot. It just feels like older. It feels summer. way older than Riverboat. 17. Riverboat, yeah. 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 17 wow. apparently was an amazing year because, yeah, those games are... That was a good year. That was not really too good. long ago. Yep. It kind of tells you like how fast board games are changing. and Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in for our bonus episode number one of our top ten games of 2019. You could join us uh, next time for just our regular episode. We'll be going back to our regular episode, and you'll see bonus episodes pop in here and there. Uh, we always would like to thank Demolition Games, located at 3300 South and 85 West. Um, in Salt Lake City, Utah. So if you're in the area, we always highly suggest that you come down and check out their great selection and great prices. And although you don't hear the theme song here, Lindsay Hobbs did compose that theme that doesn't exist today. Um, and our logo was done by Kirsten Adams, who is Cat Coffee on Instagram. K-A-T-C-O-F-F-E-E. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.